You're listening to the Cultural Curriculum Chat, the podcast that specializes in multicultural education and classroom strategies. I'm your host, Jebe Edmonds. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. My name is Jebe Edmonds, and welcome to my podcast. This podcast, I'm so excited, was featured in Welp Magazine's Top 20 Best Podcasts, Multicultural Educational Podcasts of 2021. So shout out to Welp Magazine for that recognition. As you know, my name is Jebba Edmonds. I am an educator and CEO of my own cultural consulting business. And my passion is all things multicultural education. And I love providing resources for individuals like yourselves in this space because we are in a movement of cultural understanding and not a moment. So for today's episode, we are going to focus on my top 10 steps to create a more inclusive workplace environment. One of my biggest pushes in life is to have people gain more cultural understanding of each other. With that being said, we need to do a self-audit of ourselves and self-audit the places that we work. A lot of our transformative work starts from within with a lot of our own unconscious biases, which turns into more micro and macro aggression. A lot of us can prevent a lot of harm that we see day to day. Now, while I share with you all my 10 steps to create an inclusive workplace, This is something that can't be multitasked. So grab a sticky note, grab a notebook, grab a pen or any kind of writing utensils. And this work that you're listening to right now should be listened to. And like I said, don't multitask. Don't wash your car. Don't, you know, walk your kid out on the playground. This is something that you need a pen and paper, honey, because we got some work to do. So With that being said, I want you to ask yourself these questions that I'm going to be asking you all. And remember that I have a freebie for you in today's description about this very thing. I made your welcome in advance an inclusive workplace audit checklist, y'all, that you can share with your organizations today. It's a PDF. It's free. Print it, bring it to the next staff meeting. All right, Joe will thank you for it. So I don't know a Joe, but I'm just saying, those are the types of things that you're gonna be able to print off right away and get your organizations and your teams ready and fired up and getting that cultural competency ball rolling. All right, so drum roll, please. No, I'm just playing. We don't need a drum roll for these, but we're gonna start with these 10 steps. Step number one, your job description. The usual sentence and phrase we all are too familiar with is we are an equal opportunity employer. That phrase just isn't cutting it anymore. Your team needs to go back and check out the language that you've posted. Because if this is your statement on your job postings, but your workforce does not match your community that you're trying to be open for, then you need a consultation. 
Enter Jeva Edmonds. But for the time being, I want you to look at your job descriptions. See if the verbiage that you have written is welcoming for all. But when you have that welcoming for all, make sure your workforce mirrors what you are putting out there. And let's say this, if your ideal workforce to have more BIPOC employees just isn't there yet, Put that in your statement. We are looking to diversify our staff so we could be more accommodating to the people we serve. There, there you go. Free little statement for you right there. I tell you, Jebba's dropping a lot of pearls of wisdoms today. So that is what I want you to think about. Look deeper into your job description. Second thing I want you to do is check where you are actually posting said job descriptions, okay? Are you going outside of the box and posting to job sites that are in allyship with our BIPOC job applicants. All right. A lot of us are in our default and we are doing the same traditional things that we did 25 years ago. Now, if COVID had taught us anything, it could tell us and teach us now that we can step outside the box. People can work from home and do an amazing job at what they do. So that also means you as the employer that you need to step outside the box and see where you are posting these job descriptions and these job postings. Make sure you are meeting them where they are at. Go to the multicultural centers in your uh, community. Go to the universities that have international student departments. Um, go to those um, universities, the same universities that are, um, are safe spaces for our LGBTQ communities, safe spaces for our Asian um, Pacific and American communities, our Latinx communities. There are so many multifaceted groups on a lot of our college campuses that you need to step into those places and show us what you have to offer. Uh, Step three is audit your own website. Yes, me, I'm a solopreneur and I am constantly checking and correcting my own website. Does my language portray what the message I want for my audience. Those are the type of questions you also need to ask yourselves, business owners. Does my language on my website provide a more inclusive allyship, an authentic allyship, an authentic partnership with prospective buyers, with prospective business partners, with prospective job applicants. You know, those little things that you have the power to tweak right now should be done. So definitely self-audit your website. Step number four, language matters. At interviews, I can't tell you how many job interviews I walked in and did myself growing in my own as a grown Liberian American woman and going through the interview process, having a great time, feeling that I'm clicking with that uh, potential employer. And before we leave, that individual shakes my hand and says to me that dreaded phrase, oh, you are so articulate. 
I tell you, that phrase still makes my toes curl. Oh, it's so, so bad. It's like, you know, nails screeching a chalkboard. And the famous one here that we always hear, I know a lot of my BIPOC friends and people and family can relate, is that sentence that, oh, we don't see color in our office. Oh, that's a second double whammy. You know, these things when the employer, future employer, future colleague is saying these statements, they're thinking that this is a compliment, but it's the exact opposite. It's a huge insult to people of color and of all groups. You know, when you're thinking about me and my shoes and my perspective, I'm doing this interview. I feel like I have a good collaboration, a good energy with this prospective employer, but then when that prospective employer tells me that I speak so well, it gives a signal to me by saying, wow, they had such low expectations of you, Jebe, even looking at your resume, that their only compliment they could give you is how well you speak, all right? People, we are in this human-to-human experience, all right? So when I am communicating with another human, That expectation of speaking should be so, so not even in your stratosphere of your thought. Like, of course, I'm speaking. You're understanding what I'm saying. So for you telling me that I speak so well really makes me as the individual feel that no matter what I show you of my accomplishments and my accolades, the best thing you can tell me is how well I speak. Yeah. I don't want to work for this organization. Okay. The second point, like I told you that we don't see color in this office. All right. That is really dehumanizing. When I say dehumanizing is when you are a person of color, we take our identity as a badge of honor. I am a proud black woman. Okay. You see me as a black woman. You don't know me as a Liberian American because the first person you see first and foremost is a black woman in front of you. So when you tell me you don't see my skin tone, you don't see who I am, that tells me that you don't see all of me. All right. So now you're asking me, Jeb, okay, what do I say? I've probably been in that. I probably am that person that has said that multiple times thinking I'm giving a compliment. So here you go. More pearls for you. Okay. So for example, that you are so articulate, get that phrase out of your brain. Okay. Phrases like this. Oh, what a wonderful conversation we had. Um, thank you for your in-depth analysis on da, 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 da. Or thank you for, um, contributing to this wonderful conversation on da, 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 da. All right. Those are the types of things your sentence starters see as a teacher. I got my sentence starters right there for you. Now, when it talks about that phrase that we all can't stand, we don't see color in this office. I want you to change that phrase to, we are welcoming to all people in this office, okay? When you say we are welcoming to all people, that's giving me the message you're welcoming to all of me, okay? My ethnicity is not something to be devalued, okay? I was raised to value my ethnicity and my my heritage, my blackness. So when somebody thinks that they are giving me comfort 
by saying that doesn't have any value, that does not want me to be motivated to work for a business that doesn't see all of me. So language matters so very much. Number five, retention through mentorship is key. All too well, we see the ceiling of achievement for BIPOC staff, okay? More opportunities for advancement through mentorship from our upper management will lead to higher retention rates. Now, if your work culture has already established the ceiling, quotes, air quotes, you're not seeing it, but you can feel it, right? (laughs) Your BIPOC staff will feel like there isn't any room for advancement, so they'll go, So when you are having these mentorships in place, it will give us more feelings of, wow, this company has confidence that they want me to move up. They don't want me to stay in this lane. They want me to advance by giving me more mentors to see what it's like to be in this next level. That is what I mean by mentorship being important. Step six, Set the right DEI goals, okay? DEI, if you're not sure about it, is diversity, equity, and inclusion goals. So many times we get the motivation to write these goals out, but then we leave to revisit it at a certain month. And y'all know that month. Yep, February. You do your work in February, you have your one diversity training, and then you're done. No, no, no. Not working today. Like I said, we are in a movement, not in a moment, all right, for cultural understanding. So what I want you to do, business owners, even you solopreneur, I'm a solopreneur and I do this too. Make sure when you're working on your DEI goals that you revisit it quarterly. We are already revisiting our budgetary goals quarterly. We are already revisiting our SEOs quarterly and our other goals Add that to your list because the more we can check and correct our own practices, the better off we are will be for more positive. Step seven, provide more training opportunities for advancement. That goes hand in hand with our mentorship opportunities. The old saying of Jeb, we can't find any. That means we can't find any individuals of color is not going to cut it anymore. We're here. We exist. All right. I always tell people that my Liberian parents did not move to the the states for the weather, okay? They did not come to America to see snow. They came to America to find better opportunities. We are here. We exist. We are at your football fields with our kids screaming and shouting because our kids are on the same team. We're at your places of worship. We are literally in your neighborhood walking our little dogs, all right? So, there's no excuse. You you can find us. We are here. So provide more training opportunities for your staff to continue to learn how different groups are and our different cultural differences, as well as getting more opportunities of your existing BIPOC staff and your ideal future uh, workforce that you will provide them the skills needed for advancement. Because as Small business owners, even big organizations, you know it is way more economical to retain your staff of color than it is to go through the systems and processes of hiring out, all right? So we really need to focus on that. Step eight, survey your organization and your public. If you want to really know how your business is faring with cultural competency, 
You got to look within. Survey your staff with Google Forms anonymously. Please, there's been so many Google surveys out there for our organizations that expect you to have your email address and your name. If you really want that authentic, straight to the point opinion where your staff members and employees feel that they're in a safe space, leave that anonymous. Make sure they can feel comfortable to share with you what they feel will be best to help your business moving forward. Also, survey your client and consumer base. I know we have a lot of feedback forms and things. See if you can add some culturally specific questions so that you know what your consumers need at this time and to keep moving forward. Step nine, show and tell. I know you guys are saying, oh, Jeb, we did show and tell in kindergarten, okay? I know, but you need to show and tell your business acumen. Show and tell me your demographics. I know you're thinking, oh my gosh, it's like hiding behind that cloak of disappointment, right? Jeb, we don't have enough women in our workforce. Jeb, we don't have enough LGBTQ people in our workforce. We don't have enough BIPOC staff. We don't have enough, you know, uh, Asian specific Pacific uh, groups of people. We don't have enough Latinx people. I get it, but you need to show and tell us where you are at because we've got to go and start moving somewhere. So don't feel that your vulnerability and showing us and telling us your demographic numbers will be a hindrance. It will actually be more positive because you're telling me as a consumer, you're telling me as that future business partner that this is where you're at and that's okay. If you are a solopreneur listening to this podcast, I want you to also recognize that share who you are as the individual, because that also speaks volumes of who you identify with, and that will also gain more cultural understanding and acceptance. And step number 10, prove it. Even if your demographic numbers are not at your desirable level right now, that's okay. This will hold your organization accountable to get it to the number that reflects your goals. And also it will show us the consumer, the employee, the the future collaborator that you know what you need to do to be that beacon, to be that authentic ally um, for your community and also show us what your community actually represents. I know I gave you a lot, but I've got lots to share with you, okay? So just to recap those 10 steps, and like I said, if you're thinking I'm talking too fast, it's okay. I have this audit checklist in my description. So remember, the 10 steps are one, work on your job description, okay? Make sure you have more inclusive language there. Step two, your job postings. Where should they be seen? Not what you're used to seeing, okay? Step three, self-audit your website. So important to do that. Step four, your language matters in the interview process, all right? And it also matters in your day-to-day work. So think about how you are speaking to all groups of people that you are encountering. Step five, retention through mentorship. Remember, mentorship is key for higher retention rates. Set the right DEI goals for step six. Step seven, provide more training opportunities for all. 
Eight, survey your staff and your public so you have further in-depth analysis. And step nine, show and tell your overall demographics. And last but not least, prove it, my dear. Prove in step 10 that you have work to do and you are willing to go get it. Now, these 10 steps are here to help you become more transparent, professional, and collaborative. Now, if you would like more information, like I said, follow me, give me a review on our Apple podcast. There are plenty more uh, resources that I have on this podcast, the Cultural Curriculum Chat, that you can binge listen to anywhere you go. Thank you so very much for listening, and I will check you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cultural Curriculum Chat with Jebba Edmonds. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We will be here same time, same place next week. Take care. Bye-bye.